Greetings, Guardians, and welcome to the Voices of the Vanguard. Today I have with me Sully from Sully Games. Say hello, Sully. Hello, Guardians. And today we have uh, the Fellow Winter's Lie, the Bread is a Lie, uh, <laughs> quest line that I'll talk about because I've done it. And we also have Twab. Uh, we'll talk about the, the nurse to uh, reload and all the different changes coming in the next season. Um... And then Sully has his question of the week, which is, what would your dream raid be like? Um, I'm interested to hear what you would you would have, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's start. This week in Destiny, what have you been doing? Uh, well, Tuesday I hopped on because I saw, like, early Tuesday morning I hopped on because I saw that we finally completed, like, the public event. So, like, the next step was unlocked so i went and did that got all the shotgun kills i went and like farmed at leviathan yeah and just got all my shotgun kills while in that process i also got the fourth horseman catalyst done um then after that since the next step was bugged i haven't logged on since uh basically the next step is just you you get told a story about rasputin and then you get the gun Okay. So you might want to just log Which, on after this and then go do that. Yeah, that's probably what I do. And then do Assassin's um, Creed or something. I did like the dialogue though for the uh like the mission when you have to go to the crucible map with him. Yeah, yeah. Going and talking about the Siva with the Iron Banners and how like he basically led the Iron Banner there, like by dropping hints and stuff, so Yeah. The I Iron thought Lords. that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, there was talk about um, an EXO and, like, Rasputin being interested in that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll talk about the quest, because that's what I've done. I don't know if you have anything else I mean, to that's fine. Um, no, that's basically it for me. So, yeah, pretty much uh, just going off of that, yeah, you get the kills, and then you go to uh, the Moon Bunker, and he starts telling you about the, uh, the story of Rasputin. And... Um, I think it's supposed to be also the story of Felwinter. Like, he was the son of a a tyrant, basically. And he was for Mm -hmm. the people. Um, I'm not too familiar with the story of Rasputin. Like, the real Rasputin. So, I'm not sure. It's... I feel like that's gotta be, like... I'm just gonna quickly look up the story of Rasputin, if you don't mind. No, I don't care. Okay. Uh, Rasputin... Of course, he gives me the song first. <laughs> uh, God damn it, where's the... Why did you give me the song? Okay, Grigory Rasputin. Um, yeah. It was a Russian mystic. No, okay, never mind. This probably wasn't the real story of Rasputin. Then. Uh, I think re- the real story of Rasputin, he was like a doctor or something. But anyways, uh, this story of Rasputin was that he was the son of a tyrant. He was for the people. Um, the tyrant lured his son back to his side. Uh, like, basically telling him that, like, oh, I'm going to help the people. And then he fucked them over and killed them. Hmm. Um, Sounds about right. <laughs> this, this is, like, the basic cliff notes. Uh, there's way more detail that it tells you about. Uh, but after that... 
Um, you go down into the bunker and you find that there's an... I want to say there is an exo in like a coffin downstairs with holding the gun. And I think that's supposed to be Felwinter. And I think Felwinter was like Rasputin, the the war mind. Like he put like part of his AI into an exo. Maybe since I mean Felwinter is an exo, and like maybe there is some type of like connection between the two. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know. Supposed to get, you're supposed to get lore through. books by killing things with the gun. So once people get that and read it, they'll know. But I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Um, yeah, it's all it. I wish there was more story stuff in this season, man, because it's been so bare. It has been. Like I was kind of happy with like the little bit of like dialogue we got during like the crucible map when we were going around and like finding it and i was hoping we would get like some type of like legit like story mission but it doesn't sound like because it kind of like set it up to maybe you could get something like that but obviously when i went to the bunker it was bugged and it just sent me right back to uh sanctuary and i was just like uh yeah, so for those that don't know, um, the quest was unlocked early, I guess earlier than they expected or something, um, but it was unlocked on Sunday night, and so people were like rushing to try and get to get the gun, because that's what streamers do, um, and they got to the part where they just had to open up the Rasputin bunker and then go in and then get all the story stuff. Um, My guess what messed it all up is when they <clears throat> changed the uh, public events. Maybe. That could be it. I think I think that's what it was. I think there is some coding error that screwed that up. Yeah. Would be my guess. You never know because, like, I don't know if you're no, like, coder jokes or anything, but basically it's like you fix one bug, you, get, you make 20 more. Hmm. <laughs> or you yep. do one thing to one thing, fucks everything else up. Like, yeah. You could fix something in one side of the map, and then on the complete other end of the map, like thirty other things are now yeah messed up. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that that could be it. But um, Destiny Twitter was really mad. Same with uh, Reddit. Um, it just like I get like I get that's a bummer, and like it kills the hype for the mission and the gun and everything. But people started acting like babies, man. They, they were just lashing out at people. It was not pretty. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Like, I was kind of, like, going through Twitter. And, like, to me, like, as I normally am, like, whatever. Like, we'll get... Once it gets solved, I wasn't expecting it to be done. Like, because when I hopped on, it was, like, 2.30 in the morning on Monday. I was, like, I don't really expect this to be fixed until either, like, Tuesday. Unfortunately, it took till today for the hot fix to hit yeah it took um, uh, what sunday or well realistically monday tuesday wednesday it's like four days but i will say though they're whoever does all their like <clears throat> basically i don't know what their qa code term they would yeah qa for it <clears throat> i think they should definitely kind of be on high alert because yeah this has become 
kind of like a common thing and like yep. i understand like this is like a live action game and like you're gonna have bugs and like there are gonna be issues that go on from here like that you can't prevent like i understand that but like especially this season it has been really bad yeah really really bad um so the most egregious thing i saw was that people were like how wait you're not gonna fix it until monday like you're not gonna start fixing it until monday morning oh my god and i'm just like dude it's like it's like 10 p.m their time they're not gonna just go emergency call and like try and get that fixed immediately yeah the only time that you would ever really see that being like an emergency call is more of like server issues if if the game is down or something yeah but yeah for a bug something like that yeah but as you said like it sucks but at the same time i do think there needs to become some type of attention in the studio on their qa team because i agree this is getting a little ridiculous i'm not i understand like bugs are gonna happen here and there like can't prevent it in a live action game especially a game of the size of like a destiny with an mmo but yes this is becoming i think a problem yeah it's going to be a real problem hopefully once covid kind of slows down and hopefully they can get back into like the studio maybe things get a little bit better because they've been working from home for a while i think they were like one of the first studios yeah they were to start working from home or remotely, however you want. I think it probably started Sit. somewhere in March. I want to say. Yeah, I think so. Because Seattle got hit bad early. The whole West Coast did. Yeah. But unfortunately, it took longer to get the gun. But at least now we have it. And have you used it yet? Um, no. I've just looked at the perks, and it kind of just looks like a Mindbenders type of gun. It's got side shot, mm-hmm. opening shot on it, um, accurized round, and full choke. Okay. 55 rounds a minute. Um, I didn't look at whatever archetype it is, but... Um, I really haven't seen a whole lot on Twitter with it, to be honest, so I don't know how it's doing. Yeah. In Crucible. And I probably won't play Crucible for a while, so... <laughs> Um, you're not going to get a real review of that gun up for me, <laughs> but I got it. Um, this will probably be replacing Mindbenders is my guess. Because it goes in the same yeah. spot. Yeah. yeah. You're probably right. So, um, which, hey, I mean, I guess another option to choose from for people and people that can't get a Mindbenders. Yeah. Go to that. So. Oh. Probably end up picking it up shortly after the podcast and giving it a try in Crucible and seeing how she goes. Alright, Sully. Uh, what are five things that you want to see buffed in the world of Destiny? Uh, I mean, do you have anything? Probably not. Uh, terrible. Sounds like. Yeah, that was actually on my list. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have the gun yet, but yeah, I would love to see Terabug it something because from the sounds of it it's basically you could almost make it a common weapon <laughs> yeah pretty much um, it's basically a worse recluse for me the number four would be outbreak 
What's your next? Yeah, that gun's not getting enough love. Like, I think that has the potential to be a solid PvP weapon. Yeah. Um, I don't know so much about PvE. It could be good in PvE in terms of just clearing out ads, but... Do you have a kid at your house? No, he's outside. Oh, I don't geez. even know how, uh, how far outside he is. I just have my door. Uh, I just have my window open. Okay, I was like, what? "You have kids at your place? What?" Kane, no. what have you been doing? Do you have another one? Um, let's see. Uh, are we strictly seeing exotics, or it can be anything? My list is all exotics, okay. but like you can do like any type of like um, weapon type or. Uh, come back to me. I'll think of something. Okay, uh, so for my next would be this is kind of actually kind of like a surprising one for me, but it was fun to use when it first came out and it was really good. But cold heart. Oh, for real? Yeah, or just in trace rifles, just in general. I would like to see them kind of get some love. Like what? Would, what would, do you want to see it? Do? Probably an either an increase of like DPS in terms of like maybe not so much with like cold heart like at start, but like the higher you have, you're locked onto your target. Like the increase of uh, DPS you see from it. Uh, I like to see Thunderlord get a damage buff. Yeah, Thunderlord would be cool. Thunder, I used to rock Thunderlord. I love the fuck out of that. It's still like fairly decent, uh, <laughs> just for like clearing out lots of enemies. But it's a really cool gun. I used it not too long ago. Yeah, Thunderlord's actually really cool. Um, and then for my next two are like my biggest ones that I would really want to see. See some love is number two sleeper simulant. Oh yeah, man, like, that that gun deserves some kind of buff. So, I think it got nerfed like fifty percent damage or something, and yeah, they just never touched it. Since and then. I was really hoping this season they were gonna buff it because it I was hoping just last season sense. they were gonna buff it. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like this season it just made sense involving like Rasputin. Yeah, totally. And then they had the nerf, the snipers on top of the nerf to Izanagi's. I was like, oh, this would be a good time for, you know, a sleeper to come in and, like, get it shine and love. Can but you still hear the Unfortunately, kid? nope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's so fucking loud. Oh, my God. Um. Oh. You know what I have uh, in mind for a buff? What up? What's the number one gun that you guys like to meme me on? Uh, I was thinking about that, too. I was thinking about that just because of that. But yeah, Rat King. Yeah, Rat King. <laughs> I like to see, I don't know, um, maybe more, like increased damage with the Rat Pack. I feel like okay. if you get six people with a Rat Pack, you should be able to do serious like boss damage with it. Just, nah. just for the fun. Yeah, come on. <laughs> just for the fun. Yeah. No, that, I was actually thinking about that because I was like, really? Like, I have been killed by it a few times in Crucible. It's a Every fun gun to use. It's a full auto sidearm, and you get invisibility when you get a kill with it. Yeah. It's really fun like, to use. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it definitely has the exotic perks to it. Um, definitely could use some love. And sidearms are, like, fairly solid in Crucible. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I feel like, yeah, if there was some type of buff 
the Rat King, I think Rat King could definitely see some popularity usage in Crucible. Um, and then number one for me is, this is my baby back from the D1 days, <laughs> but the Mita multi-tool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I used, That was basically like the only gun I used for a while in Crucible. Um, so I like to kind of see that, get some love. It's been a while since Mida's really been relevant, and it's been a while, really, I guess, that scout rifles have been relevant, I guess, in PvP, because they're still pretty bad in PvP. They're alright in PvE, but PvP-wise, I don't Every now and then I get killed by it, but it's rare, and I think that's about the only scout rifle I get killed by. Occasionally there might be a Jade Rabbit in there but yeah i'd like to see mida get some love either have like an increase on damage or maybe you have an increase in terms of like the mobility perk that it has on it so but which would kind of be op for me i guess because yeah. it was op and d1 with the mobility so yeah um i'm looking at the like the guns that i have in my armory and stuff and i'm just not really Say anything? I guess we talk about linear fusion rifles. Yeah, I would like. I mean, because you can use this as a, like I just have all exotics for mine. Yeah, but like you can do like weapon type. Uh, because like originally I had Deathbringer on my uh my yeah, list. Yeah, I thought about that, but I don't know. Like I've used it and I like it as as is already. But yeah. it's not good. It's it's not a like, lot of people using it, though. Yeah, I just feel like rocket launchers in general just need a buff. <clears throat> yeah. Not just one rocket launcher. So I was kind of like, uh, so honorable mentions, you could say rocket launchers could see some love. Because, like, realistically, man, like, there's really no need to use a rocket launcher in this How game. is like, it that when you pre-ordered Shadowkeep, they gave you a two-tailed fox and... It's not, like, worth using. Yeah. No, that was another one I looked at. That was, was just weird. Because, like, like, once again, like, Two-Tailed Fox has, like, a really cool concept with, like, the double, like, rocket shooting out. Yeah, like, one stuff. primes it and the other one detonates it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it was kind of cool, but, like, once again, it's just kind of, like... I mean, realistically, the only rocket launcher, like, really worth using is Truth. And that's more towards, like using truth in, like, either Crucible slash Gambit. Yeah. Just because of, like, the auto, like, how hard the lock is on with that rocket launcher. But, yeah, that's why I was going to put Deathbringer on, but I was just, like, I think rocket launchers in general just need a buff. Yeah. So, like, that's why I kind of kept it off. Um. Obviously, I mean, I put Sleeper on there, but, like, yeah, Linear Fusion Rifles, I wouldn't mind seeing some type of, like, increase to, like, damage in terms of, like, uh, not basic, maybe, like, just have an increase to, like, critical. Mm -hmm. So you can maybe keep base at the same, just grant a higher percent or damage with critical hits would be nice. Because, like, that's the kind of the point of a Linear Fusion <laughs> Rifle is to kind of, like hit them in their crit spot since it's kind of like a uh, hard hitting harder hitting sniper rifle just the way it kind of shoots um yeah I don't I don't know if I have five or not but I, I said some 
You did. <laughs> you said four. You said Rat King, Terabo, which we both agree with. That just needs some kind of love, because, like, I'm still chasing it, because, like, I don't have it yet, because it won't drop for me from Crown. Uh, which reminds me, I should start doing some more Crown raids. Um, but, yeah, to me, like, that's probably the worst exotic in the game. It's so bad because it's, in terms a, of it's, a, it's a raid exotic. <laughs> like, yeah. they're supposed to be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. So... Uh, alright, so we'll move on into TWAB then. The TWAB. Yeah, TWAB, good TWAB. Uh, I don't know. Interesting TWAB, I guess. Uh, well, the consensus I've seen about it is that it is a good TWAB. But let's get into it. Yay! <clears throat> um, so they talk about the Moon Bunker, uh, being a fuck-up. Uh, <laughs> right in the beginning. Oh. Something unexpected happened on the way to the moon bunker. Many of you have been chasing the lie last week and you began to hunt with uh, Anna. Successfully defending Seraph Towers in the Winding Cove, Anchor Light, uh, the Rupture. Overwatch as your fellow guardians carried away. You burned through a thousand enemies with your trusty shotgun. Sadly, your quest for answers came to a halt Sunday evening, all thanks to a faulty door on the moon's bunker. Uh... Earlier in the morning, Destiny 2 Hotfix was released, unblocking the journey in finding the truth behind the lie. While we hate to see a bug ship, we're excited to right the ship as quickly as possible. Now we look into what comes next. Season of the Worthy is winding down, which means it's time for a round of previews from the team. This week, we're hyper-focused on legendary engrams and weapon tuning. Uh, so decrypting the future last week we did we did a deep dive on how loot will be evolving season over season with the upcoming addition of a max power level to your gear players have been asking how acquisition methods will be changing we have bro uh, we have a breakdown from destiny dev team on how we're keeping the items you earn from legendary engrams core activities relevant during a given season today we're going to talk about some changes that are coming in season 11 to the way the world pool uh, world loot pool works, because the world pool, uh, the world pool serves as a baseline of legendary gear that can be earned across different activities. We want to update and refresh it seasonally with meta relevant weapons, some of which were previously exclusive to specific activities like Gambit or Crucible. This shared pool can all also be an holy fucking shit. I just okay. <laughs> What? You, you didn't see what happened, but uh, someone uh, resubbed. Demandry, thanks for the resub. <laughs> Scared the fuck out of me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, we're going to talk about some of the changes coming to. Uh, yeah, I already talked about this. So, the shared pool can also be unwieldy uh, if you're looking for a specific role on a specific weapon. A pool too large can make it statistically challenging to find. Much less with the role that you want. That's what I was thinking about last week when I saw all that stuff enter the pool. I was like, man, there's going to be a lot of shit in there. Uh, and yeah, there's a decent amount of stuff in here. So starting season 11, it will be curated both with relevance and overall size to strike a balance between the number of rewards and a chance to get a sought after drop. Every season gear from previous seasons will be added and any gear that would no longer have a max power level greater than or equal to the current season cap will be cycled out to ensure that drops are 
power relevant in current season. Uh, so the world pool for season 11 will consist of Uriel's Git, uh, Elantha, FR4, Old Fashioned, Mossad Pock 3, Hawthorne's Fieldforge Shotgun, Last Tove, Tidelines Ver- Vertex, which I don't know what that is. Uh, Interference 6, Dire Promise, True Prophecy, Xeon 7 Rifle, Enigma's Draw, Escape Velocity, Honor's Edge, Gnawing Hunger, Arsenic Bite 4B, Main Ingredient, Outrageous Fortune, Truth Teller, Nature of the Beast, Last Perdition, Bad Omens, Night Watch, Toil and Trouble, Wishbringer, Last Dance, Lonesome, Long Shadow, Steel Sybil. So if you still need one of those weapons, go go get them. Uh, so what do you think? Uh, I mean... Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, not too crazy. Uh, so, alongside the changes with the world loot pool, we have some changes coming to Destiny 2 Sandbox. This week will be focused on weapons, specifically uh, perk tuning. Here's a quick breakdown from the team on what to expect. So, reload perk updates. We've observed that players lean towards picking perks that increase their damage. Uh, for example, kill clip or reduce weapon downtime. For example, outlaw. The damage perks were adjusted quite a while back, but reload perks still don't feel like choices uh this tuning pass aims to keep them feeling powerful without being so dominant that no other choices seem viable Uh, so first some information on the stats that impact reload reload stat is 0 to 100 and maps onto archetype specific reload animation uh, reload duration scale Uh, most reload perks also apply a small multiplier to the reload animation so that if reload stat is capped, you still see a small speed bump. And reload empty uh, duration scale. So as above, but only applies if the magazine is empty. Uh, note that because most weapons have fairly high reload stats, decreasing a reload stat bonus from 100 to 50 uh, will still max out the reload stat most of the time. So it doesn't slow down the actual reload as much as it seems. Uh, the following perks that alter these reload stats are being updated. So Outlaw is slowed down a little bit. Reload stat from plus 100 to plus 50. Uh, reload duration scale from 0.8 to 0.9. Uh, feeding Frenzy this is strictly better than Outlaw. So we're changing functionality to be based on the number of rapid kills. Uh, functionality changed to increase reload speed based on the number of rapid kills up to 5. So two kills, reload speed is equal to outlaw, three plus, faster, four plus, the fastest reload in the game, except alloy mag. Uh, The max possible reload duration scale from uh, 0.83 to 0.8, max possible reload stat changed at plus 100. Uh, I think that's a fair thing to add. Yeah, I think, well, that would be a big help, I think, in terms of PvE. PvP, not so much, but I think for PvE, that... Yeah. It just seemed, like, Feeding Frenzy was, like, like the best reload perk in the game. And, uh, making it so that you have to get a couple more kills makes sense, too. Like, even the name of the perk, Feeding Frenzy, like, it just tends to that. I'm okay with it. Uh, This next one is where... Yeah, so, rapid hit. Discuss. Give a huge amount of reload and stability for very little work. Front loaded onto the first precision hit. 
Uh, we have updated it so that it still feels good, but isn't quite as powerful. Just thinking the stacking bonus gives less benefit for the first hit and more with sequential hits. Uh, so max possible reload stat from plus 100 to plus 60. The max possible reload duration scale from 0.8 to 0.925. And max possible stability stat from plus 50 to plus 25. Uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier that it's going to affect Sacred probably the most. Yeah, that's where I'm interested because, I mean, Sacred, I think, might be the slowest uh, reloading, like, Pulse Rifle. And, like, if you don't have Rapid Hit on Sacred, which, I mean, obviously, I don't really see too many people use Sacred, which is kind of a a shame because that gun is so good in Crucible. Yeah, the Rapid Hit, like, it gives the stability and the reload, so it's super um, good. Honestly, you could get rid of the stability for it, just keep the reload, to be honest. I mean, it's a pulse rifle. You want you want stability on it. Well, yeah. I mean, I kind of agree, but like, I would rather have the super fast reload with the pulse rifle because I mean, as I said, that reload on the sacred is. I mean, it's bad. It, that gun is complete trash if you don't have rapid hit. Um. All right. So drop mags. So situationally really powerful without a massive drawback. As good as a perk, but in a magazine column. So the reload duration scale from 0.85 to 0.9 just brings it in line with Outlaw. Um, Honestly, like, I don't know why Drop Mag is kind of... It's not on a lot of guns. Yeah. That's why. But it is a good reload uh, gun. Like a perk. I'm not a huge fan of Drop Mag, but I think it means for, in terms of PvE, for PvP, it's fine. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, probably why... Uh, so field prep, unchanged, but for reference, it gives you a reload stat of plus 50, and the reload duration scale is 0.8. I'm going to blow my nose real quick. <laughs> Maybe not. Bless you. That was my sneeze. <laughs> so, uh, I wasn't for sure what that was. I didn't know if you died or... <laughs> no, that was, that was my sneeze. Sneezing? Um, okay. Alright, so ally mag, unchanged, but for reference... The reload empty duration scale is 0.666, sign of the devil. Uh, so you want that one. Additionally, we were fixing an issue where perks that grant partial weapon ammo did not respect shot count for burst weapons. This means that these perks will now work correctly on pulse rifles, fusion rifles, and burst sidearms. So these perks will be more common on those weapon archetypes in the future. So, for example, Slideways, Slideshot, Ambitious Assassins, Assistance, Overflow, Lead from Gold, and Clown Cartridge. So th- that's what you probably heard was that the uh, pulses are getting fixed. Well, if you go down a little bit farther, once we get there, um, okay. there is a little bit more. It's not, it's not a huge... So with, it's kind of weird. So with general perk retuning, uh, with opening up space by adjusting reload perks, we also retune some other underused perks based on our internal testing and perk popularity and effectiveness data from our internal analytics. So dynamic sway reduction adds 10 stability over time in addition to accuracy. This is way more powerful than it sounds. Reduced, yeah, I was about to say... Oh, go on. Reduced oh, reticle movement start. from stability should now tell players that this is working. And I have I, a hammerhead with this perk, so I'm excited about it. 
Yeah, I do too. And I, I feel like there's, I never really like, is this thing even working type thing? Because I feel like that perk's kind of like dumb. It doesn't, but, it doesn't, it doesn't do a good job explaining itself. Yeah. So hopefully with the increase, we, it feels relevant, I guess. Okay. Uh, pulse monitor. Take critical damage and you can quickly switch to your now fully loaded shotgun. Uh, reload amount from 0.35 to 1.0. Uh, plus 50 handling. 5% faster speed uh, swap speed. And this works on stowed weapons too, which was already in already the case, but it makes them a lot more useful. Uh, hip fire grip now helps you hit shots closer to ADS ranges. Still doesn't affect uh, damage drop-off or magnetism. Gives a 1.2 times aim assist fall-off and plus 15 aim assist. Uh, 1.7 degree precision hip-fire angle threshold. Uh, by default, when hip-firing a weapon, the center of your reticle must be over the target in order to get a crit. Otherwise, aim assist will give you a body shot. This changes. This change gives you a little leniency, so if center of your reticle is not directly over the target, you'll still get the crit if you're within this angle. And this has no it's effect nice... on sniper rifles. Oh, well, I mean, that's fine. Um, that's a nice little increase, because I use hip fire grip for, like, a while. There is actually a period of time where... Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, that's nice. What were you going to say? There was a period of time... Um... I don't remember now. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, so sneak bow. Uh, gives a, it gets a stealth buff. Uh, it doesn't ping radar when shooting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so new perks. Uh, next, Yay, new perks. Next season, we'll have new perks rolling exclusively on the season of Redacted Weapons. Additionally, Iron Banner will be receiving two new perks on two reprised weapons in future seasons. These perks will begin to roll on other weapons. Uh, while we don't want to spoil the fun of discovering and testing new perks, we will leave you with the names of upcoming Iron Banner perks, Iron Grip, and Iron Gaze. We are excited to see the community break these perks down when the new season begins. Uh, probably something... In akin to hip fire grip and no distractions, maybe. Maybe. Uh, upcoming archetype buffs. So next season, we're looking, we're taking a quick pass at a few weapon archetypes that have been underperforming. Slug shotguns are underused in PVE because they require crits to maximize damage, and didn't reward that precision with higher damage per second. Slug shotguns PVE damage is plus thirty percent. High-impact pulse rifles are underused in Crucible. While they have very fast optimal TTK, that TTK is very hard to achieve, so when we so we decided to soften that a little. So high-impact pulse rifle damage per bullet is 21 to 22. This changes it from 6 crits to 5 crits and 1 body uh, to kill a Guardian in PvP. Uh, so at mo at most resilience values. So that's pretty big. So, yeah, because, like, if <coughs> Rapid Hit didn't get changed, 
for sacred, sacred would probably become the number it shoots, one use it plus four, rifle. Right? Is it four or three? I think so I think it's four. Four. So and so ideally, so you just need two, two pulse, like pretty one much one and a half, basically. Yeah. Uh, and one of them doesn't even have to hit the head, so it's cool. Yeah, that's why I was saying like that makes it with the stability like you don't really like it makes body shots more valuable now with sacred over I me mean, obviously crits are beautiful to have but like you're not critting all the time that extra, yeah, yeah especially with the pulse rifle so uh so in analytics we see bows are underutilized in challenging content and locally we observe that it feels terrible when the bow leaves red bar enemy at low health so bows getting a pve damage versus miners by 10 percent. i think that's such Ooh. a joke like the problem okay. like i don't know if you but i've never had a problem killing a red bar with a bow uh i don't really use bows except for when wish ender was completely broken and fun to use right that was the only time. <laughs> well, I guess when bows were first introduced, but that was like two years ago, so. Or a year and a half oh ago, God, I guess. In like nine months. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, so, future archetype updates. We've been evaluating feedback and our analytics data. And while we're not done yet, we wanted to touch on three community pain points. Current goal is to touch on these in season 12 but we'll be sure to let you know if plans change. Sniper Rifles, community feedback, has been that Revoker and Beloved dominate and looking at analytics. They account for 86% of sniper rifle usage in Crucible. And if we include other low-zoom sniper rifles, the number gets even higher. So they're specifically looking at how zoom translates into easy use of a sniper rifle while investigating changes that... Uh, make choosing a sniper rifle zoom more of an interesting choice. Hmm. Uh, it's more of an interesting... Uh, the low zooms are better because you can see more. <laughs> that's like, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, so hand cannons, they're evaluating hand cannon subfamilies. As an example, they're breaking out the aggression hand cannons to let, uh, to let them tune the range independently of others. Uh, adaptive auto rifles, auto rifles... In general, are highly represented in Crucible, but generally feel balanced. Uh, adaptive auto rifles are a little higher, so they're looking at them. Uh, they're not rolling back to the Season 10 buff, but are adjusting the tuning a little to give other auto rifles a chance to shine. Yeah, I feel like AR is in a really good spot, so yeah. uh, I would like to see, like, keep ARs honest. I don't think they're other than with Hard Light, it's broken. Um, yeah. I feel like ARs are in a really good spot. It just kind of buff other things around them to make people choose if they want to use their trusty AR or move into with like a hand cannon or a pulse rifle. Or hey, better yet, maybe a scout rifle. No one wants a scout rifle. You hush. <laughs> you do not say those words. I mean, I do have a hush, but yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, moving forward, they plan to make more regular weapon balance changes, and we'll have more to share on the cadence and scope later. Uh, so in the know, uh, this is the report on bugs and things leaving from the season uh, regarding the new uh, hotfix. 
So earlier today, they released the hotfix for the lie. Um, also, uh, because of the hotfix that was released today, Fellow Winter's Lie Shotgun will not appear in player collections once acquired. This will be resolved in Oops. a future update. <laughs> so don't so dismantle the gun once you get it. <laughs> Lock it. Um, but before we continue to go on, um, since you skipped this, okay. um, just a heads up for people that are on Twitter. Uh, Bungie Help is now verified on Twitter. Okay. Um, there's a lot of just fake Bungie Help uh, accounts. Okay. So that's why I want to mention that because if you don't see that it's verified, then it's not All right. true. So that's why I want to mention that. Uh, see, items leaving at the end of the season. As the end of the season of Worthy approaches, several items will be removed from Destiny 2 on June 9th. Uh, at the weekly reset, some of these items are leaving at the end of the season include access to the Seraph Bunkers, Warmind Bits, Ooh. Fourth Horseman, Exotic Quest, the Lie Quest, Legendary Lost Sectors, the Warmind, uh, Seasonal Artifact. So if you haven't completed the, uh, the, lo- the Lie or the Fourth Horseman, you might want to get on that. Yes. And again, they're going to be looking at the Beetle, Rabbit, Beaver, and any error, error codes. Shocker. Um, and some people still have Guardian Game milestones visible on their characters. <laughs> uh, I still had the uh, the medals. I just um, same. I just dismantled them. Same. 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 Um, I and that's it. That's a twab. Um, and it sounds like we, I, they don't really mention it at the end with DMG, but his, like, goodbye party says, and once again, we come to the end of TWAP together. How many have we shared together now, question mark? Uh, the last few have been filled to the brim with news on upcoming changes. We're only a few short weeks until the next season of Destiny 2. Wait, what's that? The season's almost over. Sorry, gotta cut it. Cut this short. I have a conquer title to earn. So maybe that's kind of a hint in terms of we'll be seeing some information on next TWAB. I would assume regarding nightfalls. No, for next season. Uh, so since he kind of mentions the seasonal, because at the end of what's well, not a seasonal huh? title. No, yeah, conquer is just it's a new title. You can only. Huh? It's a new title. It's not. It's not a seasonal. Yeah, title. but I'm just saying that like he mentions season at the end and everything at the bottom part that he he typically talks about what they're going to talk about next week right. and the twab at the end. So maybe we receive some news on next season. Yeah, and the twab. Bungie always tips. likes leaving their little hints here and there. So they do. Uh, yeah, good twab. Um, reload perks. Yeah, pretty good. I don't know, I need to see how they act in the real life. Because, I, I, like, one thing I thought about um, with Destiny was that reload perks needed to be changed because they feel so overpowered. Okay. Like other perks, like, have no chance at being used. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. And there's some, like, really cool stuff out there. Like, Shield Disorient is really good for, um, for uh, mm-hmm. like, Nightfalls and stuff. Like, when you want to... 
Yep, like tougher enemies, you, you can disorient them once you just take down their shield. Yeah, it's a good PvE one. I think the reaction to this in terms of the community will probably be everybody's thinking in terms of PvP. That's where everything, like, the reload perks really, you know, get the effect. But obviously this is more than just a PvP game, so... Yeah. <sighs> There's that. Um... Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm kind of interested to see on how they feel. Um, more importantly, I'm interested in see on how Rapid Hit works with Sacred. Especially since Sacred's kind of getting a buff at the same time. Yeah. So, I'm interested in see on how Rapid Hit works with that gun. But It doesn't that, seem like, like yeah, it's going to be a you. big difference, you know? It's not going to be like, oh, you're yeah. loading slow, like way slower now. It's going to be like, a, it's going to be like milliseconds. So, hey, that millisecond, somebody could, <laughs> you fucking PvP you know, get people. that <laughs> get that last shot off, and I could be dead because they ruined my baby. Oh, well, you know what? I hope but, they ruin yeah. it. So there, have fun and give me Mida. <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you too. Like. I mean, they they don't seem like over, like, reload perks are completely just, like, done with. Um, I do feel like, yeah, they kind of, like, for a priority between that and range with certain guns. But um, I kind of do want to play around with them, see how they are. So I might try to do a video when next season drops, see how that goes, see how they feel. Uh, so yeah. Sully's question of the week is, what would your dream raid be like? Uh, please, we don't mention this, but this question is supposed to be, like, for our listeners and community. So, like, if you want to, like, give us your answer to these questions, uh, leave a comment in either the video. Please. Uh, on YouTube, or you can hit us up on Twitter, wherever. Yep. Hit our Discord. Yep. But, um... Dream Raid, how many encounters are there in Last Wish? There's a lot. So. Because <laughs> if I take my Dream Raid, I'll just like, I'll take the I'll take the number of encounters from there and then I'll slot in what I want to slot in. Um, I want to say that there's five. Yeah. Because you got the wizard at the beginning, you have the puzzles... The giant. You have the vault, and then you have ribbon. So and then yeah, you have five to run encounters. The, the heart. Um. Oh yeah. So yeah, six. It's hard for me to go from this because, like, what I imagine like a good raid being is um. First room you have the encounter. Second room or second room is your like uh, um, traversal. More okay. or less to the next part. Um, I would want it to be more. I like the hive quite a bit. I like to see a hive raid. Okay. Um, yeah, and you really. Well... We had a lot of fucking cabal, man. I'm kind of done with cabal for now. <laughs> like, yeah. Except like for me, like because actually, like it's my dream raid, but I actually kind of be about Cabal, because I feel like they haven't done Cabal right. 
There's so like, much cabal. There is, but, like, I just feel like... I, I'm gonna let you finish with, like, your rating, and I'll kind of go into mine, but I just feel like they're not worry enough. I feel like they've all been kind of, like, especially, like, Leviathan, there really wasn't, like, too much shooting going on, except for baths in terms where I feel like it's Cabal are kind of like up in your face. Leviathan is really They're good. like it, it, Leviathan was like a solid read but I'm just in terms of just like it was too like mechanic heavy for being Cabal uh, and not see, I like, like I like having the mechanics and I liked how they were all different. Um, That's probably what I would want in my raids is like there, you can clearly tell the um the the what was it the year two raids were way more like here's this one mechanic and then do it throughout the rest of the raid. I would like to have like each encounter like boss encounter be... would be its own thing, kind of like Last Wish was. Okay. Um, so you want it to be kind of Last Wishy with Hive? Yeah, but I can't think of because um, Hive feel like they're just basically the the Taken, like they're kind of like just in cahoots with each other. Yeah, they're similar. I mean, they praise the same I mean, gods. Like they have the same gods. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Well, what did uh, I was gonna ask you? Like, what about you? Did you take elements from your favorite raid, which is the uh, Vault? I would kind of take elements from, like, a lot of different things, like, so, like, I mean, technically you could kind of do this with, like, any type of, like, uh, enemy faction, but I would kind of, like, the feel of, like, almost kind of, like, being at war to a point, Mm. like, you would start off, the first encounter would be kind of, like, like an open field type and then in front of you is either like a giant like a gate giant wall or something giant door to like unlock and like a bunch of ads will spawn in and then you have to kill like three or four like certain type of majors that eventually spawn in and once you kill them it will drop like a lock or a key to unlock the door and after you get all three of them done or three or four how many ever they want to do that would be the first encounter um, then you would kind of have some type of like platforming puzzle to go into it. And then number two, you would have kind of like a boss encounter, uh, specifically how I thought about it was kind of cabal. Cause as I said, I don't really feel like they've, there has been a lot of cabal raids, but like, I don't feel like they've done cabal right. Cause I feel like they're more like up in your face and not kind of just let me kill this dude in a bath and some dogs and let me run around even though leviathan was like whoops a good raid um i just feel like it was so you just want like, more like uh like open war concept. i want to feel like it yeah more like at like war, you need to I take over like... this artillery base or whatever mm-hmm. kind of thing that'd be really Correct. cool um um so like the second encounter would kind of involve something similar to the first one it would have like um basically There'd be a boss room, and then ads would spawn in. The boss is then shielded. Um, then whatever, the Centurions or something would spawn in. They would drop, like, a uh, 
a ball or something to go unlock, like something to like dismantle the dude's shield. Do that for you, like you know, you have like a few attempts at that before either he enrages or wipes. Uh, you would then have another platforming to move on to like the next like location. Um, I feel like then the next encounter should be something more like mechanically based to then get into the boss room. And then I feel like the boss fight in terms of like Cabal would be really cool is that be a giant room, there would be eight plates. Of course, there has um, to be plates. Yes. It's not a raid without plates. So, and it would kind of take concept if in terms of like, I'm trying to think more of like, VOG, I guess. So what would happen would be, you would have obviously six guardians. Um... The Cabal would either be... He would be shielded, but he's, like, shielded by, like, a power generator. And what would happen is then you would have two separate rooms. Um, and every phase, it will be different. So there will be, like, symbols that you have to, like, keep in mind. Um, so you would send one person into the room to basically kind of do, like, a hack... And that, like, symbols kind of, like, pop up really quick, and you have to pay attention on, like, the symbol in terms... Kind of like a vault, in a way, because it would give you, like, a symbol, and then what direction to shoot. And then he would have to relay that to somebody that went to another room to then kind of basically shoot the, uh, like, a power generator to destroy it. And once the power generator is destroyed, the boss's shield is down and this is something i kind of thought that would be kind of cool also on this to be able to see the shields or not the shields to be able to see the symbols and to be able to shoot the generators you'd have to have two guardians standing on the correct separate uh platforms if they're not on the platforms you're unable to see the symbols so kind of take something kind of like leviathan in a way because on how, like, Leviathan, you have to then, like, communicate on terms yeah. of, like, in and out. Um, then this is where, like, things kind of got dif- different. So, basically, with every raid, what basically happens when you do DPS with a boss, you team up. I would like to see, kind of, the only way to be able to do DPS is once you've activated the DPS phase, every plate is available to stand on and it allows you to do DPS. But the two people that were making the callouts on the correct plate received an increase of DPS. So like you kind of have to like kind of strategize on terms of like who you want standing on what plates yeah. because you would want your like higher DPS people being on the correct plates to do the thing and you have like four phases to do it um i think this would also allow warlocks and other characters to make their supers more useful in raids because basically if you're a warlock you basically run uh well that's like the only thing that you do that would make roaming supers more relevant with being in like a bunch of ad clearing um it would also make potentially uh shadow shot so it would make bows more relevant because either one you could then use celestial nighthawk for 
one shot of DPS, or you could also increase the DPS of five other guardians. So that would kind of make you kind of choose, do I want just one shot with Golden Gun, or do I want to kind of see if we get an increase of DPS with all six of us? So, but I definitely would kind of like a, a war type feeling, in my opinion, and I feel like Cabal would present that the best. Hive wouldn't, Vex wouldn't, maybe Fallen you could do, because Fallen has like ranks and their enemy tree. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find, um, apparently there was another leak. I'm trying to find the leak. Another leak. Yeah. Uh, let me go. So while, while you look that up, um, I'll say mine. I actually came up with a really cool idea. Um, okay. So say that this next expansion is going to deal with the darkness, um, I think a really cool way would be like pushing them back planet by planet or destination by destination. So like you would start on Earth and then like destroy a pyramid ship or whatever and then you move on to the next one out like uh, Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then either like you're destroying pyramid ships as you go uh, or pushing them out somehow. Uh, and then the last one in the last encounter you would be on like the mother ship basically. And then taking it out from there. Uh, that would be a really cool idea. Um, just like a planet hopping raid would be really a cool idea in general. <clears throat> yeah. That would be kind of cool just in terms of like... Uh, just visual. I mean, that's what makes uh, uh, Scourge of the Past so like really cool. Just because of like the environment around it being in like the last city. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, I see that there's something about a fan favorite returning. Oh, the manager posted. I think the manager posted this in our Discord. Oh, what? I mean, this would be fucking sweet if it happens. What? Uh. Supposedly the Exo Stranger. Yeah, I had a feeling she may, might be coming back. So, I mean, that would be really cool. And it says something... <sighs> Do you have a link to this? Or, or are you just yeah. watching this video? Because I can't watch it. No, this is from Game Rant. Okay. So, I'll put it in our thing. Yeah, I don't know. I've been hearing her name pop up every now and then recently. So, I had a feeling at some point that she was going to return. I thought... I think you told me that she's like, never coming back, but I could have been wrong. It could have been someone else. No, I, I, no, that wasn't me. Because I, I want her to come back. Because, like, she left, like, such, like, a huge, like impact in like the d1 story but without really being in d1 story a whole lot so like you only saw her like a few times like she has like a few like lines that are like really famous in the destiny community like uh i don't have time to explain what i don't have time to explain um so that would be really cool i guess she's anna bray's sister supposedly yeah that that was um discovered during curse no um, Warmind DLC. 
Okay. It was an ARG that people participated in. Uh, people found like a real um, Valkyrie weapon, and like inside, it was signed by uh, signed by her. Okay. Supposedly, there's four audio voices out or clips, okay. and it appears that she's talking to Callus. Interesting. So. And then she's even talking to Osiris. That's exciting to hear that Exo Stranger might be coming back. Yeah, it is really exciting. And then, however, the second clip may give fans their biggest clue as she confirms that her exile was her choice, but had to happen as she didn't want to put any risk on Anna. Risk on Anna? So. Oh. Okay. Since, I mean, that's like your sister. So, yeah, I've always really digged the Exo Stranger and always hoping that she was going to make an appearance. I want to say it was last season. I had this thought, um, like, literally today, was that, what? how crazy would it be if Exo Stranger came back and she became the Hunter Vanguard? I mean, that'd be really cool. Like, I'm not going to (laughs) lie, like, that would be really cool. I think that guy really digs it too. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's your latest, I guess, on the world of Destiny. Breaking news. Here. So yeah, this this happened. Well, not not too big breaking because it happened six days ago from Game Rant. It's still, <laughs> but yeah, I'm surprised no one else is talking about talking about that. Yeah, honestly, yeah, because I even like. With the Paulie T's Twitter, because he's typically the one that, like, when he something leaks or something, he has something that he has to say about it, or he writes an article and I read it. But I, I didn't see anything on his timeline, so I might have to, like, go further down, just since this was six days ago, and he tweets like a madman sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Slavia so show for today. Um... Sully, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Mixer, Twitch, and at YouTube at Sully underscore underscore games. You can find me, your host, Thomas, on Twitter, CSG Thomas. Uh, you can email me, Thomas, at trashshot.com. Visit our website, trashshot.com, for audio, video, and written content. Uh, trying to think of what else. Mm, yeah, leave a review of, uh, for us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts. Please. That's the only way we're gonna. It helps us grow, improve as content creators. Yep. yep. And until then, eyes down, guardians. Beautiful. <laughs>